Welcome to Lose Blues. This is Good Rock and Charles with Rockin' at Midnight. Rock and Charles with Rockin' at Midnight from his album Good Rockin' Charles, released in 1988. So today we're going to look at um, harmonica players, basically the legends of, of harmonica, blues harmonica. I mean, I say legends, there's probably loads, hundreds I've missed off, uh, modern as well. But I'm kind of just delving in the crates again, looking through vinyl collections to find some of my personal favourites. Um, so that was, like I said before, that was Good Rockin' Charles, and it was from his only album release. Uh, which is surprising because he's such a, a talented musician but he worked as a, a front man originally for, for Jimmy Rogers he was born in 1933 in Alabama yeah, real name Henry Lee Bester 
but legend has it he had an opportunity to to really make a career for himself uh, as to feature on a the famous jimmy rogers song walking by myself released in 1956 but because of his wariness of working in a record studio he was quickly replaced by the legendary walter horton who features on this program as well which greatly enhanced his reputation and his career but uh, luckily eventually um, good rock and charles was convinced to record his own album um, and good job he did because at least we've got him we've got him recorded in some fashion but it was kind of I, I was reading that story about how he um you know he was a bit resentful of working in a recording studio and that's kind of like what the blues is the blues is when you're listening to the blues live it's a completely different music all like, you know it, it, it grabs you it, it's far more engaging it's like I mean, you can get that on record as well, but it's such a—it takes a talented, talented engineer and recording technicians or back, you know, doing all the work behind the scenes to really capture an, an authentic sound on on record, because the tendency, especially in the fifties and the sixties, was to be very quite rigid um, and record artists in a way that was to do with the norm, to do with the technicalities, you know, sound levels and stuff like that. Um, and also harmonica players themselves they'll never play the same thing again you know they might have little riffs that they'll repeat and stuff like that but the tracks will be unique so it's about capturing that right moment and you know it's um so that's kind of sort of reminds us you know when i do see live bands the, the sort of unpredictable nature that you, you'll find some characters when they when they play their own music in a live situation so next on tonight's show is the legendary and my personal favourite harmonica player of them all, Little Walter. So here he is with Blue Midnight. with Blue Midnight from the famous double LP release on chess um, which was called Little Walter it was a kind of compilation album um, which actually famously was the um, I guess the conversation sparker if you like that um, drove Keith, uh, Mick Jagger to approach Keith Richards on a train because he noticed he, he was carrying this Little Walter album um, and that's kind of what sort of you know, drew them together at that initial um, obviously um, similar taste of, of music at the time 
So, what can I say about little Walter? I mean, I don't want to talk about the, the obvious facts because if you are interested, it's worth just Googling and finding more about him. But he was born Marion Walter Jacobs in 1930. I kind of, a lot of people obviously describe him as almost like the, the Jimi Hendrix of the blues. I don't like kind of almost making comparisons to the pop world and blues because obviously it's, it's its own music in its own right. But I guess when people do describe him as the Jimi Hendrix of the blues, it's he was kind of doing all this before Jimi Hendrix. He was experimenting with, as you can hear on that track there, Blue Midnight, with echo, with different sounds that, the, that, that quite a basic instrument can make, a 10-hole harmonica, um, by taking it through all sorts of filters. But the main one was the echo chamber. Um, and that was something unique to the chess recordings and it's what all these kind of blues uh, British blues bands wanted to achieve with their sound was this the chess record sound of the chess sound um, and actually when I was in Chicago we went on the tour uh, of chess records and it was quite an interesting place because you turn up at this mecca really of music not just blues but the whole you know, popular music as we know it and it was just vacant there was no one there it was very informal you had to kind of phone up to say that you were turning up and you might not get in or you might get in depending on how many visitors were there but this time it was just me and my dad and we turned up and it was um, actually Willie Dixon's grandson that turns up um, and the famous Willie Dixon it was just like this surreal situation where you have you know, one of the famous blues guys grandson just running the show so he turns up give us the tour um, we went into the actual recording area to start with where the, you know little Walter and all the, the greats recorded in, 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 you know including even the steps where muddy waters famously came down the steps and you know again a Rolling Stones anecdote where they they met muddy waters coming out the stairs and then you know, he sort of told them that they'd named the band after a, a, a muddy waters as track Rolling Stone um, so you know we had the tour we sat watched the video about the uh you know, the history of the place but what was fascinating was to hear the stories of little walter kind of rocking up at two in the morning pissed and stoned and just kind of recording off the hoof um and you know this true genius coming off he's coming across in you know in quite awkward situations i guess but the um the grandson um i can't remember his name actually now i'll have to look that up but he, he then showed was showed us into the recordings area, the, the you know the recording studio bit, and showed us the echo chamber, and it was just basically you know, it sounds like the echo chamber, some kind of amazing construction of technology. But it was like a hole in the ground, which the microphone then dangled down, and because of the reverb of the room, it just picked up this kind of unique, amazing, um, echoed sound that was not synthetic or, or changed by sort of technology. You know, knobs and dials it was an authentic raw um, natural sound that they managed to capture uh, and that's kind of why I like to sort of play that track before because you can hear it and it's best to listen to that Blue Midnight track through some headphones you can really kind of to get a, an idea of what it was um, so yeah Little Walter again he's, you know, he's one of my personal favourites he's, he's a kind of obviously a legend I don't want to kind of go into the, the the main sort of narrative of his story because again you could find out more about him if you do search for him but um quite recently i went to a, a little walter blues foundation gig which was held by his daughter marion diaz and uh, billy branch and they gone they've been around europe um uh, you know sort of playing shows playing a lot of little walter's songs but and also just making people aware of this forgotten genius because um you know he is influ heavily influential and, and still is um and really paved the way of not just harm you know the harmonica but like that idea of the innovative musician someone that wants to kind of push an instrument to its to its limits uh, so that was the famous little water so on next on tonight's show we have um billy boy arnold so uh, here he is with um the track i wish he would from the album Ten Million Dollars. Early in the morning about to break the day That's when my baby went away Crying and pleading won't do no good Baby, I wish you would I love you, baby, I can help myself 
I wouldn't mistreat you for no one else Tell me now, baby, what you're trying to do You're trying to love me and some other man, too Hugging and kissing late at night Really make your baby feel all right Assume that the harmonica can be as frontline as the guitar with its with its own riffs and its unique sound there. So that was uh, I wish she would from the album uh, Ten Million Dollars. So Billy Boy Arnold was born in Chicago in 1935 and he's still going now at the age of 84. Uh, in the 50s he had a few record deals and a lot of recording and sorry a lot of performances in the, the live um, Chicago scene, but recording dried up. Uh, and he had to have careers as a bus driver and parole officer alongside uh, his, his blues um, playing that night. And that's the kind of story of a lot of blues men today as well, and women. that They've got these kind of d- double life almost. They've got a, you know, the, the music itself isn't enough to sustain uh, a, a livelihood, so they've got to also, almost have like second jobs. But blues isn't about, I guess, what to them, it's it's like a life, it's a calling, if you like, it's something that they need to do, it's not something that they're doing for, for well, obviously everyone needs to do something for, for a living, but it's like, and that comes across in, you know, the, the musicianship, it's something that's natural in every single artist that I've seen that in, you know, in Chicago, it was like, um, you know, it wasn't something that was rehearsed, it wasn't something that was polished, and, you know, it was something that they, they had to do. Uh, and you know it's great to take pleasure in that because you get a, a kind of raw. It's that saying like, you know, it, it, it's real. You know, when people say, oh, you know, something um, describe something as real, you kind of get any more real than the blues. You know, some people aren't doing it for any other reason for other than you know the, the want to to perform. Um, sorry, I've kind of gone on a bit of a rant there, but um, he continued to play uh, festivals and released a few albums as well along the way. 1993, Back Where I Belong. 1995, Eldorado Cadillac. 2012, Blue and Lonesome. There's probably a few others in there, but uh, they were sort of the main standout albums. And in 2014, he was nominated for uh, Traditional Blues Male Artist of the Year. Uh, so that was Billy Boy Arnold. So next on tonight's show is another blues heavyweight, if you like literally in stature and in uh, reputation it's the famous howling wolf 
So again, not known more, no more for his stage presence uh, and his vocals, but I quite like his his harmonic. Is often just not really celebrated enough. It's quite, um, and it's you know it's an important part of his performance. So this is uh, the track "Trying to Forget You" from the album "The Backdoor Wolf." Trying to forget you from his album *The Backdoor Wolf*. Well, there's nothing really else I can add to the story and narrative of *Howling Wolf* uh, that I haven't maybe touched upon on, on previous programs or the stuff that you can find out about, um, you know, doing your own sort of research. But anyone that's a music lover will know who *Howling Wolf* is. But I wanted to feature him in on tonight's program of harmonica players for um, for because he's kind of associated as a vocalist for his, kind of remembered for his stage presence his guitar playing his songwriting but what's often um, downplayed is his harmonica playing and I think sometimes it's because it may be seen as just something that's there in the background it's something quite simple simplistic his approach but it's um, it's got this kind of hypnotic rhythm about it and unlike the likes of Little Walter who would go off and blister in um, virtuoso solos with draw notes and all sorts of uh, effects and things like that 
His is just this kind of simple down-home. You could imagine a blues harmonic as from yesteryear is really playing in that style where it's just a, a simple rhythmic pattern that helps to transport your mind to another place. And here's a blues artist that'll sure enough do that. It's Junior Wells with Look Over Yonder Wall. Look over yonder's wall Hand me down my walking cane Look over yonder's wall Hand me down my walking cane Lord, I know you don't love me But yonder comes your man I say you told me that you love me You told me a lie I love you, baby, till the day I die Look over yonder Hand me down my walking cane Lord, I know you don't love me But you're not coming away Look at here, baby Come see me just as soon as you can. Look over yonder, hand me down my one kid. Lord, I know you don't love me, but you're the come your man. Let's do it a little bit better. I tell me I have to let you go. Look over yonder, hand me down my walking cane. Lord, I know you don't love me, but you're the come your man. Get out, kind of easy, baby. Wells with Yonder Wall from the famous album Hoodoo Man Blues. So Junior Wells had a kind of aggressive sound, really sort of drawn on the, the drawn on the notes. You can hear it from there. It's like a, you can even, when you watch him, if you search for him on YouTube, you can see his cheeks almost like joined together. He also looks like a gaunt skeleton. That, you know the amount of um, power he's he's kind of sucking on those holes, giving that kind of 
um, and kind of less distorted sound than many of the other famous Chicago blues players uh, like James Cotton uh, and Little Walter and people like that. It was um, it was a lot of a, more of a cleaner sound. So he was born in uh, Memphis in 1934, uh, and during the time when Little Walter increased fame led him to pursue a solo career. Junior Wells kind of got shot of fame really with his opportunity to, to record with um, Muddy Waters' band since, you know, like I said, for Little Walter left, he went off to do his own thing. Junior Wells stepped in and began cutting singles uh, such as the famous Hoodoo Man Blues track and, and You Better Cut That Out. Junior Wells was heavily influenced by Sonny Boy Williamson. So here is Sonny Boy with 99. Last year, just about this time. Yeah, you know exactly what happened. Last year, just about this time. You asked me for one hundred dollars, and I didn't have but ninety-nine. She's so nice and kind I'm in love, I'm in love With your little girl Just because she's so nice and kind I was so sorry when she asked me for $100 I couldn't give her but 99 So Sonny Boy Williamson, he's a he's a character and a half. Um, if you haven't ever watched or heard any of his tracks, it's definitely worth having a search, look on YouTube at some of the clips, some of the classic clips of Sonny Boy Williamson. Um, you know, some some character he'd, he'd often just appear on stage, often with a top hat, suitcase, place them down by the side of the stage, and then just play either solo, play um, stuff improvised. He'd often put the harmonica completely in his mouth and move it around. He was just a you know a one-man entertainer. As a teenager, he was often in trouble with the law. Uh, he drifted around the South using the name Little Boy Blue. In fact, um, again, another Rolling Stones reference here, but Mick Jagger and Keith Richards' first band were actually titled um, after the, the Little Boy Blue name. Um, his big break came in 1941 when he hustled his way into a radio show, the KF. FA station and him and uh, guitarist Robert Lockwood um, ended up performing uh, on, on that station and then from the 50s he recorded a, a host of blues classics such as Cross My Heart, Eyesight of the Blind uh, and Nine Below Zero. Next on tonight's show is a blues album classic called Heart Attack. It features James Cotton, Junior Wells, Kerry Bell and Billy Branch and the track's called My Eyes Keep Me In Trouble. I'm 
keep me in trouble. Want every woman that I can see. Can't get it. You know you can't get it. My eyes keep me in trouble. Want every woman that I can see. You know you can't get it. You know you can't get it. I know you mean to be glad if I jump in the deep blue sea. I wanna love pretty women, love them all, all the time. Lord, I wanna love pretty women, love them all, all the time. Well, I love the pretty girls, I just can't get them off my mind. Stop now, because I know you got a very weak heart about this girl. You know what I'm saying? harmonica legends there on one album an album called heart attack and that was the track my eyes keep me in trouble 
uh, featuring James Cotton Jr., Wells, Kerry Bell, and Billy Branch. So out of the four, it's Billy Branch is uh, the one that's still with us, still performing. And in fact, he was, um, I went to see him a few months ago at a, um, at a gig, part of his uh, Little Walter Blues Foundation tour, where, which took him all the way around the world, you know, performing his own tracks uh, and Little Walter uh, songs as well. And promoting the um, the story of Little Wally, you know, just making it uh, people aware of uh, his influence on not just him but on you know popular music across the board. Um, I've seen him also play at Kingston Mines as well, and again, an amazing kind of band. He had a it just struck as a you know how small an instrument a harmonica is, but it, he's just this kind of driving force around it. He had like a um, it was just like a normal four four piece band, but. They had the, um, it was a, you know, a really incredible kind of show, um, really professional as well, you know, it's really tight, you kind of, blues can often just go off, and especially harmonica player, like I was saying before, can kind of just go off in their own little world of solos, but um, kind of Billy Branch, you know, really organise, organises his band well, he can know exactly what's going on, the timing's all there, um, and it was, uh, he's, he's also kind of, what I like about him is he's a bit like an educator as well. So he's he goes into schools. He's got a schools program which um, teaches kids about blues music, but also the culture behind it. Um, and you can kind of sense that often when he's performing, he'll he'll tell stories about blues arts from the past, who's what's influenced him, and you can really get this idea that he's, he's trying to kind of you know preserve this as much as he can um, for future generations. So next on tonight's show is Junior Parker with Way Back Home from the album Blue Shadows Fallen. Thank you. 
That was Junior Parker with Way Back Home from the album Blue Shadow Fallen. I remember finding this track again years later. I remember hearing it in the car when my dad used to make compilation albums on cassette tapes. Um, and I could never find this this track. Um, and then eventually I come across it because I didn't know who the artist was or anything like that. And so I'm uh, glad to, to re-find that years later. So... Um, Junior Parker, yeah, he's, he was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and his early music career was part of a gospel group. Um, and just like King Junior Wells, he states Sonny Boy Williamson as a huge influence on him. Uh, in 1951, he formed his own band, The Blue Flames. Uh, and then in 1952, he was eventually discovered by none other than the infamous Ike Turner, who signed him to Modern Records. Uh, You're My Angel uh, was a track that attracted uh, the famous Sam Phillips and he and his band were signed onto the Sun Records label in 1953. There they produced three successful songs, Feeling Good, Love My Baby, Mystery Train, uh, Later Covered, or should I say Stolen, by Elvis. Um, and you know then he, he continued to, to have a string of uh, R&B hits. He also had a few sort of funk albums and, and stuff like that. Uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, uh, until his death in 1971. So next we have George Harmonica Smith with Mellow Down Easy. George Smith, otherwise known as George Harmonica Smith. So he's born in 1924 and then in 1949 moved to Chicago and started recording with Otis Rush. But after um, Pat Strong, uh, Muddy Waters harmonica player, um, was murdered in 1954, George Harmonica Smith was asked to replace him and became a a main uh, stay harmonica player for the Muddy Waters band. However, the real breakthrough for uh, George Harmonica Smith was when he started recording with Otis Spann, the famous pianist, in 1954. Uh, and then later in that year, he started recording songs such as Blues in the Dark and Telephone Blues. Um, and he kind of come up with his own distinct, fat-toned uh, sound. I know that track there, Mellow Down Easy, was a, a little Walter number. But um, you know, as his career went on, he, like any true artist, they borrow, they learned 
steel, if you like, but then they come up with their own sound. Uh, and his was often done with chromatic harmonicas and a tremolo octave pedal. Um, so he kind of gained a bit like Little Walter experimented with the technology and stuff like that to kind of get a, a real powerful sound. Uh, and he kind of set a new standard for, for phrasing and tone in that way. So next we have Lazy Lester. Uh, this is a track called Alligator Shuffle from his 1988 album Harp and Soul. <laughs> Lester with Alligator Shuffle from his uh, 1988 album Harp and Soul. Um, it's worth having a look if you want to have a, a look at Lazy Lester, the, the, the blues man himself. It's uh, on a documentary called I Am the Blues um, on Amazon Prime. If you search for it, you've got to literally type in I Am the Blues. For some reason, the search is crap on Prime, but if you just type in I Am the Blues, it's worth having a watch of that. Um, he was born in 1933, he was raised in Baton Rouge. Uh, he listened to a, a variety of music, not just the blues, mainly the other two would be uh, country and Cajun, all of which became a, a part of his own style. Uh, like many harmonica players, uh, he wanted to kind of mimic the sounds of Little Walter, in particular the track, the infamous track, Duke. And he, he did this whilst working in a grocery store, uh, so he must have had a kind of bit of dead time just to sort of sit with his harp and kind of practice that. Uh, that track uh, and then eventually um, again it was a kind of another story of an absence of a, a key harmonica player that allowed uh, Lazy Lester to step in uh, to, to to fill someone else's boots and this harmonica was called uh, Wild Bill Phillips uh, so like I said he didn't turn up for a recording session for uh, Lightning Slim uh, Lester stepped in uh, and he was eventually invited to record a few other, a few other tracks mainly for um, Slim Harpo, the legendary bluesman Slim Harpo. Uh, and these were on tracks called I'm a King Bee and Baby Scratch My Back. But as I was reading about this, it, it doesn't seem to appear that he was recorded as a harmonica player. Bizarrely, it was a percussionist. He was just in the background uh, and supposedly with a makeshift cardboard box and newspaper. 
And I'll have to go back to these tracks. These are two songs I've, I've heard many times. I'm a King Bee and Baby Scratch My Back from Slim Harpo. But I now want to go back and listen to them, see if I can hear the, the percussion um, played on these uh, crude instruments. You know, rolled up with a newspaper and a cardboard box. Um, Lester's first singles were all self-penned, uh, but he recorded uh, I'm Gonna Leave You. Uh, he's recorded a track called Go Ahead. I Told My Little Woman and his classic 1958 single, I'm a Lover, Not a Fighter. I was reading as well when I was doing a bit of research on him, a, a, a quite an interesting account from a journalist who was watching him play one of his shows in 2012. And he was saying that at the age of 79, he was saying that his eyes were failing and he needed a cataract operation. But he turns to the, the crowd and says, but I'm 79 and I've seen everything I wanted to see. So playing us out on tonight's show is one of the greatest harmonica stylists of all time, Walter Horton. Um, he created a style that stood out above many players. Uh, some of his classic recordings include uh, the famous Walking By Myself with Jimmy Rogers, uh, Muddy Waters, She's Alright, and with Johnny Shines uh, in the Evening Sun. He was born in 1918 uh, and he began his career as a child working for tips on the streets of Memphis. Um, as a child he blew into tin cans to create that kind of deep tonal sound. He was also known as Shaky Horton due to, uh, I think this is how you pronounce the condition, uh, nystagmus or nystagmus. It's a condition resulting in eye movement uh, and involuntary head shaking uh, and consequently learning difficulties. So I guess the name Shaky as a, um, as a nickname wouldn't perhaps be politically correct in, in today's climate, but um, it's uh, you know, sort of part of his part of his character and part. But it just shows you he was able to kind of come up with a you know a genius approach to to and, and really truly master the instrument. Horton joined Muddy Waters Band in 1953, um, and his his harmonica playing can can switch between powerful and dramatic. Uh, and other times it can be delicate and sensitive and hopefully that's kind of what this program has shown you that although this harmonica depend whether it's a you know just let's take the basic 10 hole harmonica for instance it's it is a very small basic instrument but hopefully you can appreciate see the the variety of styles and techniques that um blues artists use to to kind of come up with their, their own style and their own approach with it um he was known as a, a shy and gentle man, uh, but often hidden underneath a depressive exterior. And like many blues artists, the uplifting beauty of his music contrasted with the sorrows of his personal life. He died of a heart attack in 1981. Uh, his death certificate cited acute alcoholism. Horton was inducted the year later into the Blues Hall of Fame. So here he is with Avenue Stomp. You've been listening to Loose Blues. Good night. Thanks.